First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pod of the everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Jordan and Drew slinging it on the reel, doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back, just to make it fair on all the other podcasts. Episode 150, Drew, I hope you have your list ready. We are going to list our top 150 favorite family guy moments on this podcast. I can't wait to get ready into that. Oh, baby. Oh, how have we not done a... (laughs) How have we not done a Family Guy beer two yet? How have we not done a top 150 list? Cool whip. <laughs> cool whip. You're eating hair. Remember all those episodes early on when they had, like, Brian and Stewie, like, traveling everywhere? Oh, yeah. yeah those were good was, ones. Oh, man, so good. Hey, Falcon. Which, hey, Falcon. No, 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 no. Dude, why are you trying to make Hitler work? <laughs> oh, those were so good. Oh, man. Oh. Tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff. <laughs> why, are you, why are you trying to make Hitler work? Oh, God. My blue state hobo or red state hobo? Blue state hobo. Ah, that changes things. <laughs> no, you don't get your legs back, Joe. All right. Ah, so Let's good. assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. Three. And a three. And a two. And, and uh, uh, be you. Oh. Where the heck is that? Got it. Ah. All right, what you got? I actually found a uh, random uh, nugget nectar in my uh, fridge. Ooh. There you go, stepping it up finally. You know, I uh, I put this beer age to the test. I had a, uh, over the weekend, I had a four, four-year-old beer. It yeah. was It held. It held. What, what kind of beer was it? Uh, it was an IPA. Really? Double four nickel. years. Yeah, it's been in, in my fridge for like four years. Huh. I just liked the can, so I never wanted to open it because I was afraid they were never going to make them again. Why that matters, I don't know. But <laughs> so. No, I lost my favorite can. I know. I got, um, a, I got a five-year-old Lagunitas in there for the same reason. I have uh, Alchemist. Focal banger. Uh, the banger. The heady. Yeah. And I'm finally willing to admit that the – I think I like the focal banger more than the heady topper. I think I'm finally ready to admit. Gof, Gof was there first, and I think I'm finally ready well, – obviously, Gof is there first, just like his prom night. Oh. And I think that I'm I'm there too now. I think, I think I'm, I'm ready to accept it. Okay. All right. I've only um, ever had those uh, in uh, Vermont. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever even seen them around here. I don't know why we get them now, but we do. That's, you know, no reason to complain. All right, so jumping into this list. Number 150, shut up, Meg. Pretty Number wild. 149, <laughs> P. Tier Griffin. Number uh, 148. Fantastic, fantastic for <laughs> small amount of peas. Well, number 147, that badass is at, just donated his whole paycheck to orphans. 
orphans with diseases. Hmm. All right, all right, we're not. We're not. Oh, we can keep going. Can we actually rattle this off in about like three minutes? Probably. We'll have to. You know what? We'll we'll have to do. uh, We'll we'll we'll, maybe maybe next maybe next intercourse with you relations. Uh, All right, we got to stop this. Rupert likes my humping. (laughs) Want to take it? What did you say, Maggie? Shoe. All right. Um. Actually, a short beer one this week, we think. No boxing from last week. None. So, we move to boxing this upcoming week. The unified heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk versus Dubois. I don't know Dubois. Got nothing. Got nothing. uh, Let's say you got some kind of some kind of music. What country is he even from? Dubois. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Is he UK? I, I don't know. That's why. I asked. Uh, actually, you know what? I can go to the tail of the tape, but I should have fired up here. Yeah, he's a British. Yeah, British boxer. No shock there. Uh, listen, people keep trying to talk themselves into Dubois um, having a shot at winning this fight. And Zero. Uh, Listen, he he might he might make it interesting for a round or two. Uh, I I've seen nothing in his last couple fights that would make me think he has any shot to beat Usyk. If if he were to somehow beat Usyk, that would just be one of the biggest letdowns. Other other than other than Loma losing these two undisputed fights, I I, I think this would be. I, I it would just be so deflating because Usyk is just a transcendent talent. He. He goes into Joshua's backyard, outboxes him, and then nuts up when Joshua gets even better in the second fight and pours it on him late. Like, if he were to lose to this guy who got knocked down three times in his la- the first round in his last fight and, quite frankly, only won because of a premature stoppage, I- I'll just – I may just quit sports. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So, um, quick, quick – I mean, quick ca- tail of tape. I mean, Usyk – 20 at 20 no with 13 knockouts he's 6 3 78 inch reach he's been coming in around 220 um i wouldn't be surprised if he's around 225 for this uh for this particular fight this weekend so he has he does look like he's putting on a little bit more mass the last couple fights Di- diamond dame is questioning if he's gonna make weight <laughs> you know what High high five to you for getting the guy's nickname right. Like you actually got that 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 name right. That's awesome. Thank you, um, buddy. And then we have du- Dubois, nineteen and one, eighteen knockouts. So the guy does have power. Like it's not it's not like this isn't a guy that has some legit uh, heavy hands. Uh, he's six five with the same reaches as Usyk. So he'll ha- he'll have two two inches in height on him, but um, from a from a, a a reach perspective, which to me is always more important in boxing anyway. Uh, they're about even. I I don't know what he. I don't know what weight I was trying to. Oh wait, so two forty his last fight, two forty one, 
238, so roughly 240. So he's usually coming in around 240. Usyk's coming in usually around 220. Let me see. What did he come in last Joshua fight? 221. So that's I, I'd expect him to have about 20, 20 pounds on, on him come fight night since the heavyweights typically have zero rehydration. Yeah. Um, it's not a lot to break down. I mean, Usyk. No, I, I'm going straight straight to the odds. Usyk minus one thousand, Dubois plus six hundred, over under rounds, seven and a half. Yeah, did you hear that? I totally did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just that's, that's the, oddly specific. Dan Dan and uh, Algeria, they they released. Yeah, they dropped, I, li- I listened to that. Okay, yeah. As well. yeah. I was I was stunned. I I was I thought it was the Novocaine on my um on my gums that like made me think that they said seven and a half and then I rewound it and it was seven and a half. That is just stunning to me. The over is minus one thirty five, the unders plus one hundred, so uh the betters think it's going over. Yeah. Usyk by decision plus two sixty. Usyk by stoppage minus two twenty five. Uh Dubois by by decision plus twenty five hundred. Dubois by stoppage plus eight hundred. Um. Yeah, I mean, put it here's here's my analysis. I'm considering betting my entire winnings from Crawford on the minus one thousand because I think it's a it's a free forty five dollars. Like, <laughs> like might well, well. I might as well like the risk is so low that Usyk actually loses. You might as well take the the free forty five dollars. And then what he does, and then what he does, I just need you to videotape the look on your face when it happens. <laughs> well, it'll be all over the news because I'll just do, do a swan dive off the Clemente Bridge. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I listen. The only Dubois' only chance is to just go all out for like two rounds, Marvin Hagler at style, and just go, just be like, I'm or Tom, sorry, the Tommy Hearn style. I'm, I'm just gonna throw as many heavy punches as him as I can for two rounds, and just hopefully just try to knock him out. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just. There's no chance. Now, this will be in the middle of the day. Yes. Um, it's on the zone, right? No, ESPN Plus. Oh, ESPN Plus. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's as close to a home game as Usyk can get. That's how how that's that's how that's how different Usyk is. Like people are making this out to be some big homecoming because he just fights on the road all the time, and like Poland's not even like where he's from. Well, you can't fight in Ukraine. Right I now. I know. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Fight, 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 fighting relatively close to the Ukraine is considered a homecoming for him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, yeah, this is you know that he might have the quote unquote home hometown burden of, you know, the expectations and the home crowd that that kind of the hometown pressure. Um. So maybe that extends the fight a little bit. Do you think he stops him? <sighs> I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say he does. Um, I have to look back at the box track. Has he stopped anybody at, the, at heavyweight? Usyk. Remember, yeah. Uh, the first guy he fought, but that was like a Witherspoon. That was, I mean, that was that was kind of a layup fight for him. He got an yeah. eighth round TKO. Chisora, Chisora went the different, the, went the distance. Both Joshua fights went the distance. Yeah. So, um. I don't know. I mean, Dubois. I mean, Dubois. Just he's you know, ju- um, the juggernaut put his lights out, and then um, again, this guy who was basically a nobody last fight, 
I try again. Again, remember, I I still remember that. That was the I think that was the better B of undercard. Got dropped three times. Yeah. So now granted, he came back, came back, you know, bit down and ended up winning. I just again I, that stoppage was crazy. I like you, man, but you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Um, I'm gonna fact check you if that was yeah. Oh uh, wait. Um. Was it the better be of undercard? Better be of yard? No. You sure? No, it was Fury versus Chisora undercard. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Then. Yeah, at Tottenham. I stand corrected. My bad. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, bought, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um. Then in the evening, guess who's back? Back again. Jared Big Anderson. Baby. He's going into Navarrete slash 20-year-old Mike Tyson mode and just getting his fifth fight in a 12-month span. That's right. Fifth fight in a 12-month span. Second in uh, what? Six weeks? Yeah. Second in six weeks. Um. He is fighting. You know, it's not the guy he was originally supposed to fight. Yeah, a jet or no, a Jeff Hayes not fighting him. I thought it was supposed to be the one that he was supposed to fight. No, a Jeff Hayes fight fighting the guy that Anderson was supposed to fight. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Andre Rudenko. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, it. Th- so I mean, he's expected to just wash that guy. Uh, it's it's nowhere it's uh Rodenko's nowhere near the fighter that Charles Martin is. Yeah. So it's actually like a little bit of an easier fight, but he takes it on relatively short notice. He's going to s- step right back in there. A Jog Bay is fighting that Kasabutsky guy that he was supposed to fight. Um Kasabutsky is 19 and 0. Um and then Jalalov is fighting. That's that's the that's the guy who's like six ten, who beat um, Richard Torres, Torres at the, Olympics, for, at the yeah. gold medal. So that that's one to keep an eye on. Jalalov. Um, and then, as top rank does, you know, Shushu will be on the card. Shushu, Nico Ali Walsh, Abdullah Mason. So honestly, guys to watch on this card: Shushu Carrington, Nico Ali Walsh, Abdullah Mason. Uh, people like Jeremiah Milton. Okay, whatever. Um, Campos? Yeah, whatever. Jalalov. Jared Anderson, obviously, and F.A. Jogba, uh, you know, versus this other giant. Um, what's – is this Is this the guy that's – no, this guy's six – the guy I, that Jogba is fighting is 6'3". But Jalalov is fighting – and the Erode Aware May or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think I had said this. Zalov is six is actually six seven. Aware May yeah. is six seven as well. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to see the winner if Big Baby wins, which he should. If a Jog Bay wins, those two guys fight Heisman Knight. That would be a be a big time fight. 
Yeah, I mean, top rank could be putting a job out out for slaughter, but you know, if <laughs> if you if you can't be, you know, who who else is he gonna fight? Maybe I go with a crazy parlay like Jalalov is minus five thousand, Jared Anderson's minus four thousand. Remember last time? Remember last time we did that? Who 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 fucked us on that when we bet like? Who went down? I can't remember. We bet like three heavy favorites, and one of them actually lost. Um, Ugh, that's gonna kill me now. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember. Damn daggers. But a jog, a jog base plus one thirty, and Kazabutski is minus one seventy five. Okay. So, uh, that fight is almost split on the over-under of eight and a half rounds. But Ajogbe hmm. has been very tentative in his recent fights. Remember that? He has, yeah, since he lost to Charles Martin. Well, he's only, I think he's only not, – not Charles Martin. I think he's Frank, only fought – Frank Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't – yeah, he got he got roughed up a little bit in that fight. And then, uh, yeah, he was very tentative. His, I mean, his last fight was a snore fest. Not yeah. great. Not great at all. Yeah. Um, well, I don't remember who let us down, but – I'm like trying to. I'm like playing it in my head. I'm like, who? Damn! I remember that being so annoying. Like somebody actually, one of the heavy favorites actually lost. Was it we? Was it a KO and the, the KO didn't come? <sighs> I don't know. I can't remember. Was it like when Navarati went the distance against a nobody and we were just like, no, I don't think nah. so. Okay. Nah, I don't think so. I think it was like an actual legitimate like upset. It was like, oh my god! So I'm trying to think like, what were what were the big upsets of the? the last year and a half but i just can't it's not not clicking for me gotcha anyway so, anyways, so kind anyways. of a fun day of boxing yeah i agree yeah a lot of heavyweight they they were top rank released this big uh trailer for the heavyweight storm coming because they've got this week um in two weeks they got jang joyce which is crazy. i mean that man they got that rematch out fast zang did, joyce oh did they i didn't even see that's, that that's in september and then, you know, if you want to waste your money on Fury, uh, what's his face? I, I, I always forget the guy's name because I don't even watch UFC. Who? Who's Fury fighting? Oh, and uh, Francis Ngannou. Sure. That guy. Yeah. So, some big heavyweights in the next. Uh... Was it Katie Taylor losing to Chantel Cameron? No. No, it, it wasn't. Nah. Nah, nah. I can't remember. No, nah, because it wasn't the Loma. Because we wouldn't have. It was all like like. It was just all three heavy favorites. We we're like, well, you know what? Let's just bet. The, we'll just bet them, just to roll it on the uh, parlay. And we ended up losing one of them. It was like, man, we're just on such a bad streak. Yeah, uh, I'll have to go back and find it. Um. Anyway, all right. Anyways. Um Well, I think that's it on the boxing train, right? I'm excited for the weekend just to have some nice little fights nothing crazy but yeah. we get, get get to see Usyk and and a bunch of others agreed 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 okay um other than that i mean mlb status quo I the mean, league the league they they let Trey Turner and Bryce Harper get hot it's a wrap Phillies hold. They're holding down the number one. Yeah, number lost, one lost, lost a tough one in extras today. But yeah, they're up three. I think three games in the one wild card spot. Uh, Harper's got five homers in his last seven games. 
Wow. Trey, Trey Turner, since the standing ovation, is just in fuego. He had a walk walk off, walk off last night, come from behind win, home run today. Just, whew, man, how can you not be romantic about baseball? I don't know. Um, AL AL West is uh, just the three. These three teams are just at Houston's back in the convert. There they fucking guys. They're back in it now. It looked like Seattle and uh, the Rangers might might finally dethrone them, but now they're back in it. I think they're all separated by a half game. Uh, do we? I, I mean, I'm sure you're too far removed from it. Do we know what's wrong with the Yankees? Like, what on earth happened to them? Um, no. I mean, they're 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 one and ten in their last eleven games. I, I, yeah, I'm too far removed from it. I can't say. I, I mean, insane, right? Did we? Did, did either? I don't think either of us picked the Yankees to go to the World Series. But like, this is, this is a team that's been like banging on the door to get in the World Series, and then they got swept by Houston in the ALCS last year. I mean, and f- for years it was, oh, we got the hitters, we can't get the pitching, and then Garrett Cole comes on board, and after a year or two, they pretty much just. He pretty much goes to domination mode, and he's just been killing it the last couple of years. And it's like going for naught. I don't even know why. Like, they they got one of the most dominating pitchers in the game and all those hitters, and they still can't do anything. Yeah. I, I, I don't have the answer because I – Like, Baltimore's 20, 20 games better than them. It's insane. Absolutely insane. I don't have the answer. I'm yeah, sorry. Like the, I mean the Mets. Even though I was terrified of the Mets this year, you kind of you don't you never really get surprised when the Mets go ahead and met, met out. But man, like I just I did not see the Yankees completely imploding this year. No. Hey, <laughs> I, I, found, I found the uh, parlay by the way that we lost. Oh, what was it? I'm sorry. Uh, how did was, you, you you found it on your app? On my app, it it, it keeps track of everything. What you were the three? Your bets. What, what were the three? Fights? It was this. It was a six. Six legger. I'm gonna list all the legs we won. Okay. Jared Anderson, Keyshawn Davis, Shakur, Bam Rodriguez, Shushu Carrington. The one we lost, Sebastian Fundora. Uh, that's right. He got knocked the fuck out. That's right. He was minus eleven hundred. <laughs> that's right. That dude and that dude key oh man, that dude put his lights out. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, Fundora. I had to scratch yeah. that itch. But, Had the um, six legger. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, um, but getting back to baseball, I'm, I mean, the Yankees are sixty and sixty-five. Yep. And I, I don't. It's nuts. I got, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, fi- fire the coach. Trade, trade people. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely going to be fired at the end of this season. Uh. San Diego's, uh, they were. I think. I think we both felt pretty good about them this year to win the, uh, the NL West. Again, that's just that's another one that's just like feels fluky because, like, I w- went over their um, their, uh, plus minus previously, and here let me. I'll see if I can pull it up again. Run differential. Uh no, like ah oh, damn it! I, you caught me caught me flat footed. I don't fake, have it. Fake, fake, or, or what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? You, Tori, you and Tori say. Stat. What is it? The stat thing. 
Scamalytics. Scamalytics, yeah, Scamalytics with the plus minus. Yeah, but over over a hundred and whatever some games, the plus minus should. I mean, that's not that big of an advanced stat. That's just your run differential. You know what I'm saying? That's not uh, like you're not weighting anything or like adjusting for ballpark. It's just that should that should give you some kind of idea of of how you're doing. And yeah. them and them and the Orioles have the same plus minus as of last week. I don't know about this past week. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, like I said, the NL would be really interesting if the Braves just. Weren't again? Weren't just stealing signs. The Braves—they're just—I mean, everybody on their team has OPS of 800 or better, and yeah, I'm, it's just it's outrageous. I'm only mildly exaggerating. Their catcher, who has 362 plate appearances, has a 900 OPS. Matt Olson, the replacement of Freddie Freeman, has a 971 OPS. Their second baseman, uh. Ozzy Albies, who has 457 at bats, eight 841 OPS. Their shortstop Ho Hum, uh, Orlando Arcia, who has 365 at bats, a Ho Hum 778 OPS, which is great for shortstop. Third baseman Austin Riley, 834. Uh, Eddie Rosario has who has 372 at bats, has a 802 OPS. Uh, the weakling of their lineup, their center fielder, Michael Harris, who has 358 at bats, is 777. Ronald Acuna Jr., 988, who, oh, by the way, has 58 stolen bases and 28 homers and 30 doubles. He has, and he has 68 walks to 72 strikeouts. Like, <laughs> okay, like, that's just uh, unbelievable. And then the forgotten man, Marcelo Zuna, at age 32, the old man of the group, uh, has an OPS of 837 as the mm-hmm. DH. So it's just like they they can't be – I mean, maybe they are stealing signs. They just can't be touched. It's crazy. Um, their, their number one uh, – like their, their 10th man is catcher Travis Darno, 196 at bats, OPS of 752, which is great for a catcher. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't, that's gotta be like the highest at Travis Darno's career. Seven, 700 and some. Let's look back. Let's look back in the, in the, in the old, eh, for, he had 825 for the Mets one season. Um, yeah, he had, he had, what, he had an OPS of 900 in 2020 for the Braves over 165 at bats. That's interesting. This is the portion of the podcast where we read obscure baseball stats. <laughs> um, nah, I mean, and then uh, pitching-wise, they have the strikeout king, Spencer Strider. And, um, yeah, they're just they're just a machine, bro. I just – I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're just awesome. Everything came together. Everything came together. Um. That's all I got. I don't have anything on baseball. No, that's I, fine. I, 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 yeah, it's we're getting we're getting to that point. Uh, once August ends and September hits, then it's go time. Yep. I just I I I I like playoff baseball. It feels like I get to hit the reset button on the season and I get to plug in and just kind of like 
relearn everything yeah. all over again of and, and ignore the first 162 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, every, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like playoff baseball. I've been to the pirates have turned me into a total casual. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to, I've been to every major sport except for hockey playoff games and just nothing feels like playoff baseball. When Nothing. the when the Penguins make it back this year, let's go. Come on out. All right. Me, I'll you, and you J, me, you and JP. Let's do it. I'll hold you to it. I'll expect I'll expect my ticket waiting for me. Love it. Boom. All right. Um, did you want to talk any about basketball team USA at all? Pretty, pretty. An- <laughs> Anthony Edwards, I guess, is doing well. I, <laughs> I just FIBA. I'll just continue to to hold that grudge. I was sold a bill of goods. Friggin', friggin' Kermit. Uh, Kermit. FIBA, yeah, man. The, well, the FIBA World Cup, I think the I I think all the prelims are done, and I think it's starting. Like, well, this I is think... that weird World Cup thing they tried to make. Well, I guess they did make. No, it's always been a thing. It's like the qualifying. It's like always like the qualifying um, summer for like the games of 20. Well, oh, it's coming. I mean, it's 2024, right? Is it the Olympics, or did they make like a weird This FIBA, is, no, this like is a weird this, World Cup thing. This is the tournament that helps decide a bunch of teams that get in i believe this isn't like something new like this has always been a thing i think or at least has been for a decent amount of years um yeah so team usa it's all young guys you know there's no yeah i i can't even and i should watch these other young guys because by poor thought there's no elite superstars that are playing on the team this summer um it's you know it's guys Anthony Edwards, Austin Reeves, Tyler Halliburton, um, Mikel Bridges, Cammy Johnson, uh, Triple J, who else is on there? Jalen Brunson, Bobby Portis is one of the old guys, uh, one of the old old guys that are out there playing on it. So it's been kind of fun to watch see the young guys find themselves. You know they were down sixteen to Germany, who's got you know the Wagner the Wagner uh, brothers, uh, Schroeder. They had some real pros. Uh, and Anthony Edwards just went in complete takeover mode with, uh, and then Austin Austin Reeves and, and Halliburton steadied the ship in late in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's just been fun to watch. It's interesting. Um, yeah, they, and a lot of the conversation now. Anthony Edwards is just blowing up on everybody's radar uh, about you know he's the is he the best American player now <laughs> and all this stuff, which is always just funny because of you know your over trust in. Uh, one comment about how Anthony Edwards was gonna really take it to the next level. Whoa, 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 whoa! Over trust in one comment. You and my brother both said that he was the sleeper for MVP. I don't think I ever said. I never said he was the oh, sleeper come, for MVP. No, 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 no. Your brother no, might have said that. You I said, said I thought he was. I said I thought he was gonna take a big leap next year. I forget which Lord of the Rings, um, which Lord of the Rings character we we described him as but how that then translated into the shit the, the the team that traded away eight years of draft picks for rudy gobert was gonna finish number one in the west with 50 wins well number one the the team that had friggin spider mitchell with rudy gobert finished number one in the west and then you're telling me kermit is gonna be an mvp candidate and i'm like all right well i guess they have a shot to be number one in the west I, especially I, when you throw cat in there I feel like I feel like this is was a you problem, but anyway, false um, bill of goods. Been fun to watch. Uh, I think they played New Zealand at eight forty a.m. That's another reason why I like the, the the Olympics and the World Cups and the FIBA stuff because the shit's on at like 
starts at like seven forty-five in the morning. You got basketball playing, so uh, I'll be, be I, I think I think they'll end up winning the tournament, but it's not you know it's it's exciting because it's not a given that Team USA is going to just beat the shit out of everybody this year. So I'm uh I'm intri- I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. Yes, Bas- sir. You basketball junkie. I know. I know. I'm I'm not watching basketball at seven thirty in the morning in the middle of August. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy uh, J- Jimmy Harden got fined a hundred grand. That was fun. For his uh for his caught first comments to Daryl Morey. Can I can I tell you that my son um actually said that he doesn't want to root for the Sixers anymore because that fat guy with the big beard is on the team. Did he say that? Yeah. That's funny. Good for him. <laughs> Can't blame him. Tell him tell him good, good tell, tell him he just saved him he just saved himself sixty years of heartache. He loves Steph Curry. So Oh I've wow, made... when when did that happen? Uh, I don't know. He just I I think just watching YouTube and other people like Steph Curry. Yeah. He, so I got him a you he, should, lo- um, well, he, he loves Giannis too. So I got him Giannis gear, I got him Steph gear. You gear. should um you should show him the uh, uh, is there any cursing in it? The uh, Apple TV documentary on Curry. It's decent. Okay. Yeah, and so. then I bought him some basketball cards. He got he got a Giannis, he got a Curry. Oh, that's so cool. he's all he he well it's funny cuz he likes Justin Jefferson cuz he likes to do the the gritty and Justin obviously Justin Jefferson. So the card he got was it said celebrate. It was a celebration card, and it was Justin Jefferson in the end zone doing the gritty. Okay. So he was all pumped, and then that was his second favorite card, and then his favorite card was Steph Curry. So he was sweet. Just don't yeah. get him any Steph Curry shoes. The Under Armors. Yeah, we can't. It's got to. It's got to be Black Knights. Okay. Swoosh. What? Only swooshes on the feet. Um, okay. Fine. Well, <laughs> um, the uh, moving right along. Um, I'm fully now in. Uh, I had a I had a long drive for work today. I I'm fully in on uh, NFL fantasy podcasts. Um, some of the ones I've listened to include fantasy footballers. I was okay. Fantasy Pros, iHeart Podcast. That's my favorite one. I started listening to them last year. Okay. The ESPN one's okay. Matthew Barry one, I kind of oh, – it's NBC. I, kinda, I don't know. I don't really like it as much. Um, I haven't listened to CBS this year. Um, uh, who else? I'm, I'm not sure who else. Other than Goaf recommended um, – uh, where are these guys? The uh, The Ringer. They did a uh, oh, Bill Simmons, which all the free advertising we give that guy. They did uh, like wedding weddings uh, crasher quotes and compared it to uh, how they fit with fantasy storylines coming into the year. Oh, uh, they usually oh yeah, they always do that. Last year, I forget who they did. Yeah, I I thought it was mediocre. I mean, parts made me laugh, but it needed more. It needed more like guide rails. It was just kind of a, a bunch of dudes quoting wedding crashers. Which, look, if it's me and you hanging out, I'm here for it. But like on a podcast with where nobody was really like guiding the conversation, it was a little, um, 
meandering and not 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 a lot of good like analysis to back it up not like when we do lord of the rings characters and we back it up with like a bunch of things so good yeah which i wanted to bring that up because now that i listen to that i think we could do better which that's why we're the pot of the everyman and we can do better than the quote-unquote pros so think of a movie we're gonna do that with teddy for football preview storylines coming into the year and i don't well i'll have to pick a movie okay maybe we'll do the rocky franchise (sighs) (laughs) don't tempt me frodo (laughs) just do lord of the rings every year (laughs) (laughs) teddy's never we couldn't have teddy's never actually seen them so yeah i know star wars oh he's never seen those either teddy's out (laughs) we need to we need to bring gof in gof for funny, Star Wars, you could. Uh, uh, you know who my, you know who my fantasy sleeper is this year. A Rosarina. I can't tell you. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I can't tell you. Um, my fantasy sleeper changes every day. It changes minute by minute. One second Wait. I'm like I'm like Anthony Richardson. That's my guy, and I'm like nah 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 nah. Well, apparently I'm like. Uh, uh, apparently the Eagles are uh, hot, hot on the track for JTT. Yeah, that, what, I don't know if that really—that's kind of a waste for them. I think. Yeah, I'd rather. I think they should stick with. I don't know what it would cost them, but I like I like the Swift Swift Penny Gainwell trio. Yeah, there's yeah, just stick with that. Swift in a um, contract year. Um, the only the only team I think the JTT moves the needle on is uh, Buffalo. Yeah, it's fair. Because they, they were trying to get CMC, and then they didn't. Um, I don't even know. Like, who could even – and that's one guy where I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know what? I should go – I should go counter – you know, I, I should zig when everyone else is zagging. I, I, I should go for JTT this year and – Nobody value, will pay, nobody value, will pay the va- him. The value below, but it's like he, he's gonna end up in a bad situation no matter where he goes. Like it's just yeah, that's probably fair. Unless unless like I say he goes to Buffalo, but like what other the bear the Bears would be an interesting team for him. Again, they are, their running back is their quarterback, so like there's no you're not gonna catch passes out of the backfield. You're not yeah. gonna get goal line carries. He's sure he's a good player, but. Uh, that doesn't really do anything. A- Arizona is the one I thought maybe because, God, they need a, they need an explosive running back. I mean, they're not. Is is what, what do we know when Kyler Murray's coming back? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, but they're that's they're not close to winning. So why would they give up uh, any any yeah. big picks? Carolina. Now, Carolina would be fun just to give. Yeah, uh, but again, they're not close to winning. Well, so why I know. Would they I was going to say if you. Picks? You're not gonna have to pay your quarterback for a while. So if you were to, if you wanted to get a a bell cow, uh, or sorry, cowbell uh, running back, no, no, ba- to... ba- a cow, uh, a cowbell, uh, a bell cow. Yeah, I don't know. You maybe you said it right. A bell cow. Yeah, a bell cow running back uh, to try to help um, help the rookie quarterback a little bit. Like that wouldn't be a terrible idea. But yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, if, we'll see. if it's if it's gonna cost major draft picks i don't need like who would even i don't think it's going to I, at the end of the day i don't think it will either um 
because that's why I think well that's why the Eagles are 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 in the talks because they don't think it's going to cost them anything. It is going to cost anything major. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like who would even I can't even think Miami if it doesn't if it doesn't cost a lot of draft picks Miami. Yeah, Dallas with a, a good get a, Pollard. Get a, well, I was going to say, do you want a JTT pot if you don't think Pollard can his body can deal with being the number one guy? I don't know. It's, good. it's a good question. Somebody will get injured, and then and then the trade will happen. Like if Eckler yeah. goes down, Najee or, Harris, um, Jaguars. If Etienne is not, don't they have that. like six running backs? Who? Oh, you know, you know who? Baltimore, maybe. Yeah. Again, your best running, your best, your best running backs, your quarterback. Well, I mean, if you don't want him to do that anymore. Uh, um. Okay. So, anywho's, yeah. Um, all right. Time for everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. The NASCAR pit stop. Vroom, vroom, vroom. In three, two, one, go. Last week was Watkins Glen, one of my favorite tracks. It's usually an awesome race. This race sucked. I recorded it. I watched the whole thing. Uh. Like, the last 20 laps, I watched on Fast Forward, and not one pass. I didn't didn't miss a single thing watching it Fast Forward. I don't know what the hell happened with this aero package or the tires or whatever else, but it totally neutered Watkins Glen. It sucked. There was maybe one restart the entire race. It was actually, by elapsed time, the shortest NASCAR race in, like, 50 years or more. It was it was under two hours. It's an hour and like fifty four minutes or something or fifty eight minutes, something like that. Uh, so it just flew by, no passing, garbage race. William Byron won. We lost. We're down to minus fifty two and a half on the year. Last race before the playoffs is Daytona. We are it's gonna be so many guys are trying to get into the playoffs. It's gonna be Chaos! It's going to be huge wrecks. It's going to be nuts. So we are swinging for the fences because who the hell knows? Whoever, it, with five laps to go, somebody who's in, like, 30th position could end up getting the win. We're going with Todd Gilliland, 60-1. to 1. Justin Haley, 60-1. to 1. Corey LaJoy, 50-1. to 1. And Alex Bowman, 25-1. to 1. So we are trying to reduce the deficit. By a lot, this race. Big swings, big swings. Might as well, because there's going to be wrecking. In the words of Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints, there was a firefight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and other than that, we have sworn off the parlay until week one of pregnant, pregnant par, pregnant pause in the parlay. Pregnant pause. Um, so, other than that, I guess we can just chug beer one and go to beer two. 144. Giggity. <laughs> Full disclosure, we're recording beer one and beer two on two separate nights because beer two, which you're about to hear shortly, we're going to go to Ahsoka. We're bringing in Casey. We can't interrupt Casey's bowling league night. So guys crushing stone tens right now. We got we got we got to wait until he's back from his bowling league to record oh. Ahsoka. 
And then and then we're gonna splice it all together. I'll wait till I I I can't wait to give you my hottest take. It's gonna be good. Oh, it's which gonna you, be great. Which you are about to hear now. All right, in beer two, we are uh, bringing Casey Shea in for beer two. Gotta gotta give him a proper intro. War. Casey, Casey has Shea himself into his basement, his separate from his wife and daughter. About Ahsoka and Star he has armed himself with beers and booze. He is sitting in front of his microphone and his computer, ready to spread his Star Wars knowledge. The other co-hosts, Jordan and Drew, have their fingers up their butt, (laughs) trying to decipher how someone could yet again survive a a lightsaber lightsaber wound to the gut. Eh, it's it's fine. Someone was cut in half. Like Darth Maul got cut in half, and he survived. (laughs) Well, that's a whole. That's 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 also (laughs) ridiculous. Well, you 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 stole a little bit of my uh, my thunder. I was gonna say, as we mentioned, we we cut beer one and beer two in half in terms of recordings, and so, um, you know, cut it in half just like Darth Maul was cut in half. But again, here we are. But before we get further, boys, let's assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. And a three, and a two, and a one. Um, I'm doing another focal banger, Drew. It's time. What's you know time? what it, you know you know what it means. We're just about in September, Jo. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Oh, you pumpkin slut. Tear. Nice. You pumpkin slut. Case, what do you got? Uh, I'm going with the Founders uh, Backwoods Bastard. There you go. You've had that one before. I have. I opened up the fridge just a few minutes ago and went, oh, hey, nice to see you in there. So. <laughs> nice to see you, friend. Yeah. You bastard. On this kind of not really fall day, just sitting back with a porter stout thing, whatever whatever this one is, bourbon bourbon barrel. I'd say it's a pretty boozy one. It is, yeah. It's, Bougie uh, boozy. Mm. That's how so, I roll. So, Case, okay, so, well, speaking of how you roll, if you had the choice of any Star Wars character to basically be your bowling ball, what would it be and why? Would you go, like, straight Sith Lord just to be intimidating, to scare the shit out of all your opponents and be like, yeah, don't screw with me? Or would you go, like, I don't know, lay in the gold bikini just because it would be cool for you to look at, like, when you're not bowling? Like, what... One one choice. What are you going with? I mean, to put it so, like, to have the design on the bowling ball. Basically, it would be the entire ball. Okay. I'm con- I'm a little confused by the commentary, but I'm, I'm rolling with it. What, what answer the question? <laughs> like, if he if he, if he could personalize a bowling his bowling ball with one character from okay. Star Wars. So it's like painted would... on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think just from like. Uh, thinking in terms of like what it would look like going down the lane too yeah because it's not just gonna sit there like in the rack or whatever um i think darth maul's get a go head and all right you know i think that'd be pretty pretty cool it would be pretty cool if it was bb8 
Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fair. Fair That'd point. Not my favorite character, but it would look cool. It would, that's yeah. Cool. And we've already seen what it looks like when it rolls, so that'd yeah. be kind of neat. I'm into I'm into like to to bowling balls that have like kind of like ugly designs on them because they just look cool going down the lane. <laughs> so, and everybody that way I always know it's mine too because nobody ever buys like you know the ugly ones. Everybody likes them to look nice or whatever. But uh, that was ghost strategy on prom night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So Starting Disney, off. it's been a little while, been a little while, but Disney decided they needed to get back in the. Uh, Back in the Black and uh, released the latest Star Wars uh, edition this week, Ahsoka. Gave it to us early. Gave it to us 24 hours early, a two-hour or really just a two-episode premiere. Uh, We've we've seen Ahsoka, a little bit of Mando. I think she's been in three Mando episodes, so we got a little, little background on her. But Case, tell us... Tell us who Ahsoka is and why we should care about her. Yeah, I mean, so the biggest thing is, I mean, from clearly, like, I've got a lot of love for the animated series and her arc in general and just how how awesome she actually just is. But we'll Before get into she it. ever showed up in live action, you said you that she was your favorite arc of any of the characters. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And, um, I mean, because it's, it's interesting because... When you first meet her in the Clone Wars, she's Anakin, you know, Darth Vader. Spoiler for those who haven't or didn't spoiler know. Alert. The most Classic most obvious. Right. <laughs> you know, so she... Classic two-beer spoiler. <laughs> yeah, for a movie that's 40 years old or whatever, but hopefully people understand you, the... You the... say the spoiler first, then you go spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so she was, she was Anakin's Padawan, and so seeing that relationship and how he trained her seeing how she you know eventually sees the Jedi kind of like for what we've all kind of said on this on this pod before about how they're useless yeah basically and you know that they she gets framed at one point and you know despite her you know saying like I didn't do it and you know you guys know me kind of thing like why would I ever do this this is ridiculous and so she basically just loses like all faith in the order and leaves, like just pieces out. And you know she gets as her name gets cleared, and you know Anakin tries to give her, you know, or tries to bring her back, and it's a whole thing or whatever. And she literally like turns her back on him and walks away, and that's you know the end of her arc, kind of like within Clone Wars, until Disney is doing what Disney's doing and they did like I think it was two years ago or something they did like a, a final season of Clone Wars and that whole season is basically her and Darth Maul again which is also fun and great but it's that's kind of like the beginning of her going out on her own and still doing good for the galaxy but just finding herself and doing like using her powers for good and doing it in the way that she wants to do it and then, you know, as the rebellion starts, we get into the Rebels animated series, and she starts helping some of these characters that we're now seeing in the Ahsoka show. So Sabine and Hera, um, Ezra, who they mentioned in the in the show, and who's in the little uh, hologram anyway, 
she starts helping them on their missions and feeding them information and all this kind of stuff. So there's they, they've built that relationship, but she's not really part of their crew. And now we get to, to this show, which picks up after you know the the empire has fallen and now we're in that in between you know the the empire's still well, laptops almost dying here let me plug in um no casey <laughs> don't leave us i'm here i'm here we're good um you know so now we're in like the the ashes of the empire and the you know the new republic and all that kind of stuff is is coming up and in the days or in, in this is all kind of leading up to what will eventually end up turning into the first order clearly just from based on the timeline but that's where we haven't seen how that begins just yet and now right. you know we've got so, yeah so two she's just, so, go ahead she's, yeah, go, no, go, so go. she's just like just watching how she goes from like when the first like season of clone wars i thought she was kind of like an annoying little brat and i think most of the fan base did too <laughs> but then like the depth of the character starts to come out and like the it's almost like you know felony yeah sorry guys no uh, totally totally back yeah mandrels how does she breathe out of those things <laughs> yeah. anyway casey you were saying great stuff um yeah now that we're back to being professional in this podcast uh super, and my, my my other question case do we do we have any idea what this timeline is in comparison to the Mandalorian? Oh, you taking my questions? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a hundred percent. Well, like, I do guess we think it, that she's met the man. Like, do you, do we think what what happened in Mando with her has happened yet? Yes, because the the woman the the prisoner like Morgan Elsbeth, that's who she fought mm. in. And she didn't what know Thrawn, she didn't know Thrawn was actually still alive. Yeah, until she. Mando. Yeah, that okay. was I, like when they had the fight, and that that was yeah. what season two. Yes. And I like I vividly remember this because my daughter was still very much a like an infant at that point. Right. And my wife had come down from from putting her to sleep that night. I mean, it was a rough night, and I distinctly remember like sitting on the couch and hearing hearing Rosario Dawson get out like the the line was something like where is your master like where is Grand Admiral and I, she didn't even get thrown out and I throw my both of my fists in the air and like let out like a fangirl scream <laughs> and Aaron looked at me and was like if you wake up our daughter I swear to God <laughs> so, so yeah so there was there was that like confrontation anyway so she had been on the hunt anyway and then clearly she was given the information she wanted and then that's where we pick up in in episode one with her going to clearly like where Elsbeth had told her where she could find the information or where to find the star map that would lead the throne um yeah so i do think it's kind of like maybe it's beyond that season but i don't know where like mando season three fits gotcha before or after this because i think they were a little coy about that too and and before we get into the actual episodes themselves just a brief background on who this grand admiral thrawn dude is and why is he important yeah so thrawn initially i guess so let me like from there's a like a trilogy of books 
about him that was written by Timothy Zond, and I don't think that original trilogy is canon anymore. Um, hmm. But that all happened like when Disney kind of came in and did their Disney thing to it. But regardless, the books are actually like really good, and they give you like a little bit of sense of who he is. But really, where probably like the majority of people actually know him from is from the Rebels series. He's kind of like the big bad in the Rebels series. Is he like, is is he a Sith or is he next no. in line for the Sith or is no. he just a, a, one of the minions of the Sith? He's, I guess. I mean, if you're, if you're He's thinking like a, like, like a sergeant in the in the Empire evil Empire like army. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the like one of the grand admirals. I mean, clearly like grand. He's like the Joseph on, Goebbels to Adolf Adolf Hitler. Uh, sure. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you know he he has he has his own capital, like his own star destroyer. Um, he's just like a cold and calculating, um, just villain. I mean, the and the guy that voices him, um, like Lars Mikkelsen, is the same guy was playing him in this series or will be playing him in this series. Oh, so, so they like, are they did end up doing that, huh? Yeah. They actually did it with a couple of characters that we can talk about it too, but there's a couple of other characters from the Rebel series that showed up in episode one. Okay. That were like on the fringes, but it was kind of like a neat little Easter egg anyway to see them. And one of them is the voice actor from from the show as well. But so it's it's cool that they are taking people that for the most part like that voice the characters in the rebels that's pretty cool and they're bringing them into like they didn't do it with ahsoka which i still am a little mixed about because it's like ashley Eckstein who uh voiced ahsoka in the cartoons like she basically like is ahsoka and not and it's nothing against rosario like rosario is doing like a, a fantastic job portraying the character but there's still that little bit of like i fell in love with the character of ahsoka because of who was voicing it, and Ashley did a great job within the within the animated series. I was gonna say you got you got so, a lot of a lot of anime uh, time uh, invested in that that character. I, I guess I do. Yeah, yeah. But you know what they should do for episode three? They should have Ron Swanson come in and play a gay lover, and and, te- and tell the most epic love story ever told. Just really, it, it has really... nothing to do with the actual plot of Ahsoka. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, that's just the Last of Us. Great, great, great reference. Great reference. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. So getting into the two episodes. Wait, 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 wait. I got oh, one more. Oh, one, oh, more oh. One, one more Ahsoka yeah, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, why does she get two lightsabers? Because she can. Oh, okay. She, she's she's always had them. So, and if you notice, one of them's longer than the other one. I that I did. So, I did not. Yeah. So she's. She's always she's sort of like shoot, had... shooter's uh, sleeves length. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Really, that didn't land. Nobody. Shooter's sleeve length. My left arm slightly longer than my right. <laughs> All right anyway, uh, it's been too long since so I've seen that in. Uh, in its anyway, go ahead. Right. So go ahead. she's got two, two lightsabers, one slightly longer. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's I I only know her as having two, so that's just her thing apparently it's like why does leonardo get two swords and donnie only gets one bow staff i don't know uh good question Cause, all right because Leon, leonardo was the best turtle and i will hear 
have no no one at me or come at me at all for that. I mean, it was Donatello, bro. Come on, he was smart and he rocked a bow staff. Like, let's let is that, is that even debatable? Sure. Yeah, I'll take a stick over swords any day. <laughs> you got him. You got him there. Look, I I always had anger issues, and so I just identified with Raffy just to the max. So I mean, I'm, I, all I'm saying is that I'll t- I'll gladly take Raff. I mean, it, I I would put Raff higher. I mean, I had Donatello as my least favorite always. You're just in, you're just inti- you're just intimidated because he doesn't need some like sharp weapon to kick ass. Like he's so smart and so awesome. All he needs is a wooden <laughs> stick. You're just you're just intimidated. You you know that says something about you, Casey. That you you need somebody with a sharp knife to uh, to look up to. Yeah, I I go for like absolute victory. I don't I don't Ooh, need he's, the. He's a Sith. He deals in absolutes. Yeah, don't, don't yeah, the, he does right. This I don't need to like you know provide handicap or you know whatever. That's why that's why I'm a scratch bowler and everything. Like I don't I don't need <laughs> oh, handouts. No or to, he needs or no to, cap, no cap. Love it, love <laughs> it. Oh yeah. All right. Oh baby. All right, first two episodes. First two episodes. I'm going to jump in. Jump in. I liked the what they did with, with the words and the scrolling right oh, off the bat. Oh, loved it. Loved yeah. it. So good. Old school, baby. Old school. The music and the music. And then I like how they had the big, you know, the big ship kind of coming from the top of the screen again super old school hat tip to Filoni there that was sweet but like the music and I don't need no I can't even put my finger on what else it was but it created such I'll use the word angst it, it, it had a very like angsty tone to it and Casey I wanted to get your opinion I I think that they and I think it ties into naming the series Ahsoka. Now, again, they've kind of done that with these spinoffs. Anyway, The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka. So they're naming it after the characters anyway, but... Andor. Andor, and exactly. <laughs> it's, they, have a, they have a procrastinator at Disney that is like, all right, today's the big day. We're pitching this name of the series. Shit, that's today? Damn it. All right, which one? Who's the lead character in this one again? All right, I'll come up with something. Anyway. Well, and, I mean, even going down that road, though, like, you know, the calling it The Mandalorian seems like the biggest cop-out ever because they're just like, oh, he's a Mandalorian, so we'll just, we'll just name the show The Mandalorian, even though there's been an entire civilization of Mandalorians, so what makes him more special than any of the other ones? And he has a name. So like, why didn't they just call it Din Djarin? But no, Ooh, let's just call. let's just name it the Mandalorian and just you know make it as generic as possible. But it's fine. I still like the show. Whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, but what I'm getting at is, I think the tone and the music that is created fits the character because, and I, I haven't watched the cartoons like you have, mm-hmm. but just in conversations with you and you tell me about her story arc and how and you could see it from the comments online as well everyone who watched those series the and i don't know exactly when this happened but the part where she's basically kind of cast off and forsaken mm-hmm. is is 
to me, it seems like her whole persona is that she was left on the outside looking in, and she was she was basically left on the outside by Anakin, by the Jedi's in general, the Empire in general, and that's why she's just kind of like this intergalactic nomad who. Yeah, she's good, and she, like you said before, she helps the side of good, and she doesn't help the side of bad, but she's off doing her own little crusade. She's not part of the larger picture, and she, and that, to me, feels like she has this inner turmoil about all that, and she was never really brought into the inner circle and the I'd say the music to me, and I don't know if, if I'm making this up, but to me the music and the tone right off the bat kind of captured that. And, I, and I'm guessing, because I didn't watch the cartoons, but I feel like those of you who watched the cartoons were able to pick up on that immediately, and it just kind of like felt like heavy. And like, like, like you can, like the tension was Thick in the air of uh, right off the bat is that did i pick up on that correctly or is am i yeah. making that up no i mean i i don't think you're you're far off i mean it, if you put yourself in in her shoes anyway like she's all the way back to her being a teenager as a padawan under anakin you know like she's being taught like the ways of the jedi and you know coming into that all wide-eyed like oh, i'm gonna be a jedi that's gotta be awesome you know and what that what that means you know like that meaning back then at that time of being a jedi was like a big deal and then to be training under you know one of the most well-known and arguably like the most powerful jedi that ever lived in and guy's got a killer metachlorine count right yeah um until he started drinking a bunch of mountain dew so <laughs> it really hurt the metachlorine count <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so she's going through like the training under you know, so she's always had to live up to these expectations because he's who he is, right? And then for something like the where how she was ended up being casted out, or because of you know the the whole framing, you know, being framed for bombing a, a hangar that she didn't do, and then nobody believed her. So then now this whole concept that she's probably been thinking about for years, and then even before even being brought in as a padawan or you know and all that and just go your entire life thinking something is awesome and great and you're you're a part of it and how special you are to be a part of it to then see these people actually don't care like they don't listen like they're not listening to me they don't believe what i have to say it now like it she starts questioning literally everything like who she is why is she doing this all this kind of stuff and then it, they end up proving like oh yeah i guess you didn't do it or whatever but at that point her confidence in the order has been so shaken that she can't it's almost like a okay well if i go back are you just going to do it to me again you know like what what am i supposed to do here like i can't i can't do this yeah so she just she walks away and still still wants to do good for the galaxy which is why she ends up becoming like an informant anyway for the, the the ghost crew here so like sabine ezra chopper um that whole crew that we see so far in in this show and then so she's still doing it's almost like she's doing what 
the work or like the good work that she thought she was going to be doing and being that defender of the galaxy that in living up to those standards that she thought she was getting into within the order and when the order failed her she decided like well screw it i can still go do this they trained me i can go and use that training for good in the way that i think i should go and do it so now we see you know in this show anyway the whole like bringing thrawn back so she's already been aware of his presence to begin with through the whole rebel series so she's trying to do what she can to be that protector and that that light anyway for the galaxy so there i'm sure there is internal conflict and then one of the most like emotional scenes out of the entire cartoon arc anyway is when she confronts vader and doesn't know that it's anakin until she lands a lightsaber strike on his helmet and cracks his helmet open similar to how obi-wan did in in the obi-wan series which another one that's named after the, the protagonist in the, <laughs> in the show <laughs> Tony, whoever job that is i mean that guy was part of the layoff <laughs> you know so that that moment of you Rick, see you're not the fooling eyes. everyone you just keep saying the guy's names <laughs> you know so that just that moment where she sees his eye and she kind of had like these thoughts that were feelings anyway that it might be him but she couldn't believe or allow herself to believe that he could have been turned because she trained under him like she knows him and then when she lands that blow and sees the eye and it all comes flooding back and like it confirms everything like it just shatters everything like her entire worldview just gets completely blown at that point and it's just like it's a gripping like just an absolutely like gripping moment even though it's in a cartoon and i get that and i know this sounds some people kind of like turn their nose up at cartoons but the storytelling within those cartoons is so well done and it's not really like a kid's show necessarily like sure it's cartoony and there are parts where you know everybody's all safe and deep man you know but there's there's some heavy there's some heavy stuff that happens it's like the boys yeah i wouldn't go that far (laughs) with it (laughs) so so would you say that the tone can you feel that tone you're so tone shana Oh, your body's so, <laughs> so tone. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the tone and, and what they're they're doing with the music, and I think even outside of just her, one of like the biggest I think departures in the because everybody knows what Star Wars music is always like. It's always you know that overture. It's the John Williams kind of feel. And then there's one like that first scene where Sabine's on her speeder going down the highway, going back to you know where she's calling home right now, which we'll get to that later too. But it's like it's a rock, it's rock music at that point. You know, it's not the the orchestra. It's not the. It's like it's a rock song, and it fits the moment and fits the mood. So like their musical choices are kind of expanding a little bit within the universe too. So I thought I liked that scene. I was like, "Huh, this is different. It's not the usual." Uh, I didn't even pick up on that. At least to me, like if if John Williams had anything to do with that, then the guy can do literally anything. I would back him to do anything anyway. But it wasn't that typical Star Wars feel. It yeah. felt much more rock version than yeah. But yeah. I don't think you're, you're far off on things, though. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, Drew, what was your first impressions? You know, don't have to go first scene, but what was your first impressions? 
uh, kind of the same thing. I really dug. Um, I really dug the music. I like the just the cadence of the whole like the 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 splicing of the music and the choreographing with I always forget who that actor is that plays the I don't I don't know if he's a Sith or if he's just a Jedi it's a, I felt like I felt like I was watching that one um the one comedian splice where uh Qui-Gon's watching uh uh Duke <laughs> ca- count count Dooku no not count is it no not count Dooku yeah is it count Dooku the one who who cuts off Anakin's hand is that count Dooku no, yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he, and he, and the red, the red lightsaber comes off. He's like, "Oh, that's that's definitely dark side ish right there." Um, I so I it really I really got into it with that first scene, which again, just like the music and the way the sabers were going crazy, and basically um, like uh, the guy who looks like he could be playing Andy Serkis in a Hallmark movie. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, Ray, was it Ray Stevenson? Is that who that is? I always forget I his name. So. He just like he actually just died. Like that's what like the, that's at why the very they said end to of our it. friend Ray. Yeah. Oh God. Wow. What did he yeah, die he, of? I honestly I don't. I just remember seeing that he had passed, and it was shortly. I mean, within, oh, you're like, right. The last yeah, you are months. right. Jeez. Um. Oh, that's yeah. this guy. Yeah. Same guy. Oh man, I remember when this guy died. I didn't realize he was in going to be in this. Yeah. Yeah, but it was pretty cool because they had you know they had the Gar, they had, Gar they, Saxon. Is that the guy's name? He did he voice Gar Saxon in the? That's what it said. In the in Rebels. That's what it says Clone here. Wars? Both, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Is that is um, that the character's name here, Gar Saxon? No, oh, no. The Gar, Gar Saxon was a was a Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. So I dug. So I dug that, and then and then they they contrast it with you know the very next scene is Ahsoka in this calm and like quiet uh, you know temple. Where she's trying to solve, you know, this a Rubik's cube to find this. Uh, it's always, always, a, always a hidden map in these these shows. Now, there's always some some map hidden in a ball or something that nobody can find, or and it takes usually takes a droid to have to like solve the problem. Like, thank God, whoever. I wonder, I wonder if the the whoever came up with the droids like has a patent on those things and it's just sitting there collecting his cash every time some new droid has something. But. Um, and then, and then that whole scene was they, the the CGI budget must be incredible for that. But that that scene that scene where she's running as that one droid is about to self destruct, like just the flames of how that came out, like that was <laughs> that was like like it, you couldn't come up with the like the Mando the the opening Mando scene was pretty pretty cool. Uh, but man, like I can't think of a show with better back to back scenes like that. That just got me pumped to. Uh, to watch to watch a show so right off the bat i was in just based off those two uh those two scenes yeah i definitely wasn't expecting it and there i think there were two or three that went into like into that self-destruct mode and like when she started running i was like oh she's just got to clear like you know that yeah right crumbled like just clear the crumbled temple like you're fine and then it just goes off like a nuke or something <laughs> i was like yeah. oh i yeah. guess i guess it is worth getting on the ship maybe so. yeah that was dude that was that was nuts i was like oh my god i was like that was so cool um yeah so again i really like the music i like the way that they they brought that in um sabine did you did we talk about sabine and why how how this is like a thing uh, I don't know what you're asking, other than the word Sabine. 
<laughs> but um, no, we did not say anything about Sabine. Because that's basically the next the next turn is now trying to figure out the relationship here and why she's needed. Like, what's 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 her deal case? So Sabine is part of like the rebel like the rebels crew from. Okay. So part of like the ghost or Phoenix Squadron or Ghost Crew, like they kind of get used interchangeably. But she she's the Mandalorian. She's the one that, that ends up like essentially like wielding the dark saber and she's the one that kind of gifted it to Bo-Katan and oh, do that yeah exactly so that that's where I'm still kind of at at odds and I, I think they did a, like a decent job of kind of addressing that in the latest season of, of Mando which really so, should have just been called Bo-Katan but so um, she so she's not the daughter I, of a I wealthy, wasn't complaining. Uh, she's not the daughter a daughter of a wealthy aristocrat because I got confused well I, I mean she was like, she's somebody's her, daughter in this episode, right? No. Oh. Oh. No. Okay. Never mind. No. Drew, Drew, you're a daughter of a wealthy aristocrat. I, I wish I'd have a beach her, house. The, her family was like one of like the leaders anyway, or like had a like was the leader of a clan. Okay. Of Mandalorians anyway, so she does have a little bit of prestige behind her. Gotcha. But... So she's a Mandalorian, and at, at the same time, somehow is also force sensitive. I imagine, correct? So I keep going back and forth on that because basically well, she's because a Padawan. The... You can't be a Padawan if you're not force sensitive. Well, she well... wasn't really a Padawan. She just was. What do you mean? She was. She was Ahsoka's Padawan. Yeah, but she... Ahsoka wasn't a full Jedi. Ah, oh, Jesus! Come on, it's yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that at least checks out. Her being stabbed through the gut. Is Ahsoka and surviving. is Ahsoka is Ahsoka, is Ahsoka force force sensitive? Yes. Is is was she technically a Jedi kind of sorta? Yes. Okay. Kind of sorta. Yes. Did it is Sabine was Sabine in some way her her apprentice? Yes. And in Star Wars, what do you what's the other word for apprentice? Padawan. Yeah, thank you. Okay. She the she is the Yeah, but she that doesn't mean Padawan. that she's she's force sensitive. Like that's what Casey's saying. You don't well, That's really what I'm know. saying. She's like, she should she shouldn't she shouldn't be allowed. She should be disqualified cuz she's not force sensitive. So there are, there are a couple of things. Take away this take away her jetpack like, and what good is she then? Yeah, but it's like it's like at the end of uh Inception. It's like it, th- that that coin starts to wobble and you don't really you're not really sure if it actually wobbled or not. That's like her force powers. Like, wait a minute. Did, did she actually move move the, so the there, plate across like, the table without touching it? There's there's like two there's two moments from and I can't remember if it was in episode one or episode two. It doesn't really matter since we're talking about them both like in in one shot here. Yeah. But where the, she's in the hospital, so it had to be episode two. And the droid like Hu Yang looks at her and they have that kind of exchange back and forth about like, hey, you should, you know, really kind of think about being her Padawan again. And she's like, no, I don't want to. She doesn't want me back, blah, blah, blah. And then he says a thing in terms, because he's been around for centuries and is trained. Yeah, I picked up on it, like 900. He's almost as old as Yoda. Maybe older. Yeah, he's, he was one of the ones that, and he says it in the, in there, like, which was a good callback, because he was one of the ones that, like, helped younglings kind of construct their lightsabers, which is why yeah. he knows, you know, that it's Balin and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he says to her, of all of the Jedi that I've known or helped to train or something like that, like, you're Force-sensitive, 
like your force abilities would be like at the bottom of the list the or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So it kind of alludes that she might be and just hasn't tapped into how and that might be the frustration and the friction that happened between Ahsoka and Sabine and why Ahsoka walked away. So but there are things too like where she's asleep in her in her home which is actually like back in literally like one of the opening scenes I think in Rebels where we first meet Ezra that was where he was living so she has kind of taken over his like old kind of like house where he was on his own and that's where he kind of set up shop and there were a lot of like cool callbacks in in that room too because he was a big collector of like stormtrooper helmets so seeing all of the stormtrooper helmets still yeah, in that I saw, room, yeah, I, I picked up on that, but I didn't know what the, I didn't know that. She, sorry, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I blanked there for a second. She, when, when, who, when, when that person like shit on her force, force skills and said it was the worst ever, she should have laughed and been like, "Yeah, well, everybody else that's got these high metachlorians, they're all dead bitches, and I'm still here." So, <laughs> but that, so when she's like, when she's asleep there, and she wakes up and she goes, Ezra, I. It's hard, like, I've watched it twice now, and I can't tell if she, like, hears a whisper or if she's just hearing, like, the memory of, like, seeing the hologram. So, there are, like, little, little things and little nuggets that kind of lead me to believe that she actually might be Force-sensitive. Little nugs. And, and just isn't allowing herself to fully open to it and embrace it and kind of like trust the training and all of that but maybe now that she's back with Ahsoka at the end of episode 2 when it's said like she's she's ready maybe now we'll actually start seeing her do you know some force things I mean baby Yoda for crying out loud was like a foot tall and he was you know flipping and doing all kinds of stuff but size course, matters you know, not yeah he was a he, he was a Yoda so I mean you know his metachlorian count was through the roof mm-hmm <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, we covered this, that, and the other, the characters, the tone, um, who, alright, alright, go go ahead, Drew. So, I don't know if I want to give my hot take, or do I want to keep, let me, let me keep, hot, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, do, I, do I'm going to hot take and then, and then hot take. Okay, yeah, do, no, it, do no, it, do I'm, it, do it. I'm going to hot take it. So we have essentially three bad guys here, right? We've got the guy whose name I already forgot who passed away. Ray, God rest your soul. Um, what's his What's his name in the in the show again? Balin. Balin. Yeah. We have. I guess is this a senator who Who is the woman of, in power that they are that him and his padawan are working for? She, I don't know a ton about. I did a little bit of research into her just to see, like, on, like, Wikipedia. Like like the prisoner that they rescued? No, 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 no. Like, the woman who's, like, pulling the strings, like, on, like, behind them. Like, the power, the real, real, like, she would be the, uh... Yeah, I gotcha. The Palpatine, or, or, yeah, Palpatine equivalent. She was the prisoner. She was the prisoner. Oh, 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 that they say. Oh, they, they got off that ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. My uh, okay. bad. Okay. My bad. My bad. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's what? We don't we don't really know her purpose yet. Who this is? I I don't know necessarily like what 
her purpose is, but I she don't name know dropped much. She name dropped a yeah. She name dropped a planet that is very significant. Um, when she said that she was like a Dagobah, no, uh, Dathomir. Which gotcha. that is the home world of the Night Sisters, which she says anyway, and then the the apprentice Sith person, whoever says like you're a witch. She's not. I don't know how she ended up there, but like the the Wikipedia entry on her like says that she's a like a human Night Sister, and the Night Sisters are the ones. So Dathomir had like one half of the planet or whatever was the Night Sisters, and the other half were the type of like Maul essentially. Like Maul is from is from Dathomir. And the Night Sisters are the ones who, when Maul came back or was brought back to Dathomir with his robotic, like, octopus legs, they're the ones that got rid of, like, the multi legs and gave him two. And they ended up, like, giving him a. or using their magic anyway to, like, give him his own apprentice, his brother, which was, like, Savage Opress, and he ends up getting I, I just got lost later, in the but, sauce somewhere. I, I don't even but know. Somewhere between multi-legs and two legs, I got lost in the sauce. When he, it's like, when he gets refound after he gets cut in half, and his hatred keeps him alive, like, his hatred of Kenobi keeps yeah. him alive, he ends up fashioning, like, I think it's, like, six or eight legs or something, and when they find him, he's, like, an abomination, and then he gets brought back to Dathomir, and the Night Sisters use their magic to I mean you got you got to love him, that so they, for your, Anakin? his 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 hatred for somebody kept him alive. Yeah. It's for great. Anakin? No, for for Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan. Wait. Gotcha, gotcha. I I I missed something. I'm 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 in the sauce, whatever. Okay. Um all right. Um but so short version is I don't know necessarily okay. but she she clearly has like very strong ties to Thrawn. So this isn't a comics person or a, a cartoons person. Not now. All right, so All right. Drew, what's, so, what's your hot take? Well, let's go. Well, here we go. So then, Balin's sidekick, Shin is Shin Hattie, Hattie, Shin Hattie. We'll call it Shin Hattie. Okay. Sure. Is is this person in the comics or cartoons? No. no. Neither was Balin either. All right. Well, what? Balin, Balin may I can't remember if Balin ever showed up as a kid, but probably not based on the timeline. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So, Jo, you're you're probably gonna um, understand this one a little bit more uh, than than Casey, but I Tia Sophie Lochness, it, it's time it's time to fire your agent. How in the world is is Skade not playing this woman? That she she looks exactly like Skade. Does everything Skade like, and even has the haircut of Skade? How is how how? Tia Sophia is just sitting there, is hanging out in in Greenwich in 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 the village, East Side in New York, you know, enjoying some prime primo pizza, and and this person gets this role. How is this possible? I I, I feel like we need to just shoot our shot and just send her a DM and say, listen. You need to get rid of your agent. This should have been you. Hire us. We're going to make things happen for you. I mean, we're making it public. We're not sending it. How is Skade not playing 
this character. Am I right? Like, first thing, first thing I thought of when I saw her. Yeah, th- Sophie Loch Ness. Uh, yes, yeah, that's... first thing I thought of when I saw her twirl on this goddamn lightsaber with the blonde hair coming out. I didn't even like... put. T- I, that's a good call. I didn't even. I didn't even oh my god! And because she had, mind, she had but... the, she had the cloak on. I'm like, I was like, oh my god, is that? I was like, I was like, shut up! I was like, skates in this, and then she took it off. I saw her face. I'm like, this is this is absurd. Like, what what are we doing here? Yeah. That's that's a. <laughs> It's just uh, ridiculous. No, nobody knows. I don't know something about multiple legs. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> this, is, this, um. is, this is this is insanity. Like I, I I won't even take a commission in in the jobs we get her. We just like these last kingdom people. They need work. I don't understand like why they're getting blackballed. This why is they, so why ridiculous. Pitch, pigeonholed the uh, chainmail. This is stupid. You, you spit you, you spit blood in one person's mouth on on Netflix and you just can't get any more jobs. This is ridiculous. Yo, what's yeah? Come on. <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's 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 bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, all right. So that was my that was my thing. Fake skate. Why didn't we get the real one? Um, and then my all right. So like these. So these three are obviously trying to get to Thrawn because Thrawn's gonna lead back the Empire. Which and, he's in another galaxy. Which yes, the, Star Wars has never left the galaxy, right? Not before this. Wasn't Not Luke? Really. Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say Luke's in another galaxy, but that's after this. I don't right? think he's. Well, yeah, I don't think he was in a different galaxy. I think he was just in a. He was just in like a very, very remote he's location. Just, he's just hiding, and he's just hiding somewhere in the galaxy. Gotcha. So, so Thrawn's out there hiding, hiding out in a different galaxy. Okay. Um, so my <laughs> kind of a little bit of a nitpick. Um, so. This so they go to you know, after well hold on before we get there, um, Sabine gets uh, gets run through by fake skade, uh, back of tanks and metal bellies. Case you you let me down two weeks ago when I tried to phone a friend at eleven thirty at night. Shame on you for not being awake, anticipating that I may text you and need you to come on the podcast immediately. I I on I will shameless or shamefully admit that I thought I had you in my VIPs. Uh, I, it's, able... it's, it's it's absurd. I'm, we're we're gonna we're gonna put a pin on that. Put a pin in that. And circle back. <laughs> circle back to it. What what what? Just real quick. What is the back of tank? And when did this become relevant in Star Wars? I mean, Luke was in one on Hoth when he when he got saved by by Han. He was in the back the back of tank. Yeah. And what, and what, what, like, what's in there? What, what is in this thing? Luke was in a back to tank. Yeah. When? Well, After he gets attacked by that snow monster. By the wampa, yeah. Huh. Interesting. I did not realize that. I guess it makes sense though. But like, what, like, what, what is Bacca? Like, what, what is this stuff? I, I don't know what's in it, but clearly it's like regenerator or like regenerator. I can't even speak. I've had too much beer. Um Yeah, that word. Thank you. Um. It's basically oh, like today's really version of cryo tank. chambers. Yeah, Why do I, know I guess. Him being in a back to tank, he really is. He was, right yeah, there. yeah. See, I told you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, no, you're right. Like so, the Mandela effect, where like I don't remember this, and it's like a different reality. <laughs> yeah, but like nobody, nobody in the first three movies, it ends up in a back to tank, right? Yes, that's what he's saying. No, in the no, I'm well, sorry. Which... Like episodes one, two, and three, not four, five, oh. six. Like we don't see a, we don't see the back of tank in episodes one, two, and three. 
Elon Musk came between three and four and <laughs> yeah, invented so, the back so, attack. So, 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 so sometime between pa- – how about – man, I mean, that probably would have came in handy for Padme's broken heart, right? Throw that bitch in a back attack and she would have – that thing would have started pumping up, right? Um <laughs> Oh, Lord, Lord Almighty! So we, that, that, we, we've determined the timeline of the invention of the back to tank. It was sometime the tech, after the tech just, Leia's broken heart. The tech, the tech just wasn't. Uh, the tech just wasn't there at the time. <laughs> unbelievable! Unbelievable! Um, anyhow, Eddie Hoodles. All right, so. So, so Sabine. At some point, instead of like, hey, listen, like. Instead of having these people get run through vital organs by these lightsabers, like, how about just run it through an arm, a bicep, like, run it through the quad? Like, it would still do the same thing. Like, she ain't getting up after she gets a lightsaber through her leg. She can't run after that, you know, she can't run over, uh, run after that, like, rogue Jedi slash Sith. I I feel like they need to stop, uh, they need to stop having people get completely disbowed by, um, Stop the cap. Yeah, they got they got they got to stop with like the oh man, this lightsaber just went through this person's heart. Ugh, well, you know, we got this uh get this metal pacemaker that we put in there the next day and brought her back to life. No, no, it's 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 cool. Uh what's that robot's name? Ha- uh Hugh Yang. We got Jin Yang over here doing a couple bee boops and then we we just got we got a little uh, bee boop beep. Okay, yeah, nice nice little scab. It's like Yeah, I just it didn't it didn't like they just they're, they're overplaying their hand here with uh Getting, Meanwhile, getting, they're they're cutting through like five foot steel doors with yeah, lightsabers. Yeah, with, with, like, with the lightsabers. Ah! But yeah, someone's like, but somebody's somebody's pancreas gets completely uh, <laughs> impaled by one. It's ah, you're good. You don't need that. They just like let's like, just put it through. It'll it through heal. Some, it's yeah, an put, elegant put, weapon. Put it through. Put it through a bicep. Like chop off an arm. I mean, we know at least that's plausible. Like yeah, we can put a metal arm on this person. Anyway, yeah. so and so that ends the first up ep- the first the first episode where uh, the bad guys they get the the ball map after uh, Sabine solves or at it. least just cut them in half. We we know that they could attach tops to bottoms through through their science. All right, <laughs> the metal bellies, half droid, half humans. I didn't say a peep. Um, all right, and so then the second episode they're trying to figure out how how these like battle droids where they're coming from. And they track them down to an old Imperial shipyard. And Ahsoka and the general or lieutenant or whoever that other person is. Who's the other person she's with? Her little sidekick? Hera, Hera Syndulla. Yeah, there you go. They go to check it out. And shocker, it's uh, everyone there is still, still pro-Empire. Maybe? I don't know. Just I, listen. And- I- Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you if you or I'm just gonna like jump in and just call it out, but that that shipyard they went to used to belong to to Morgan Elsbeth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they 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 at least called that out like in in the episode, gotcha. and then you know they were like, oh yeah, we took it over and we we're dismantling all this, you know, whatever, and it was just like a giant bruise, like clearly. But, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So like, and, and I get it. It's a big it's a big galaxy. It's it's far far away. I, I get it, but like. Maybe maybe we should check all these old imperial bases have actually like been taken care of instead of uh you know a quick zoom call and like so you guys you guys are anti empire now right you're good you're good with the republic oh yeah we're good we're good thumbs up everybody like they're putting they're putting up those fake backgrounds like on the zoom calls like oh yeah we're good we're good and then meanwhile like they're 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 making battle droids and shit like maybe send somebody just to check to make sure there's not some shady shit going on in these like imperial bases I don't know it's just me. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just kind of goes back to the whole, like, you can kind of cast the, or, or use the same brush anyway that we've been painting the Jedi with, that they were naive and overrated and everything, and that, you know, they just think, like, oh, hey, good's gonna prevail, so... yeah. Don't make battle droids over there anymore. Okay, we cool. Yeah, all right. we're, we're good, right? Yeah, there's this, you know, fucking the most dangerous, one well, of the most dangerous Sith lords of all time, just kind of hanging out next to us. Uh, all, 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 all the, all the, fir- all the first two episodes, and we couldn't figure it out because he was wearing a, he was wearing a cloak that covered his eyes. It's like Clark Kent putting on his sunglasses, is that, or his, his his reading glasses. Uh, uh fair, I, fair I, point. I, yeah, um, that part didn't bother me as much because. It's almost like in ancient Rome, whenever they would go and, like, take over a, a city or country or whatever, and they wouldn't, like, destroy it or anything. They would just be like, cool, uh, you guys actually just pay us taxes now, and you get to vote and be full Roman citizens. And then it, it worked because bas- you basically... Mi- made those new citizens commit equity into the cause and that that's what made them loyal not you being like an overbearing military presence mm. so it's it kind of like a similar thing it was like yeah not look, a, like, again, like you people a... are just a bunch of drone workers in here like like you're, you're a bunch of worker bees like whatever just keep doing your worker bee stuff but you do it for us now and like here yeah. here's your pension and again, not, so not, they were like, not ah, a... I'm not, not going to ruin my pension just because it's, uh, you know, for for the empire instead of the republic. So that, that part didn't bother me as much. Yeah, and not a uh, not not a huge nitpick. Just I just I just I just think it's funny every time. Uh, my, my, <laughs> every time my we find nits. out that like these imperial bases are still like still operating that way, it's like ah, like can't we send somebody? Yeah, an inspector. Yeah, just, just like some. Yeah, like I don't know, just. Anybody could just 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 send send someone down there. Like, you know, if they would have sent an inspector in on, on the Death Star, they would have found that that hole the size of a womp rat, and just, you know, the rest would have been history. But, you know, here we are. Um, I mean, it, but I think that's kind of like I mean, what Drew's saying. I think that's what Ahsoka was kind of getting at when she's like, "Is anybody, is anybody actually checked? Like, did anybody, did anybody look at that place?" Yeah. And then they're like. <laughs> No, maybe let's go take a look, and then all of a sudden yeah. they find out it's it's, it's doing this, it's like this, it's this giant ship. <laughs> it's this giant shipyard that's like making moves to play. Yeah, who cares? It's that it should be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is my, just more reason why like Ahsoka is awesome because she's literally embodying everything that we're like nitpicking, and she's kind of like, do y'all know like the the bullshit you're trying to pull right now? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah go, for sure. Go look at go look at that place. Like, and I'll go if you want me to go. I'll go and. Yep. Then yep, that yep, covers. Yep. And so, and so then we we end up Sabine. Uh, that the droid basically calls her a a giant P, and then she cuts her hair and re- decides she's going to become a Mandalorian again. And a then Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka realized that that's all, she, all. All that was it. She just needed to wait till she cut her hair to to let her be a Padawan again. And and they're off to the races. They've got a tracker on on the. Uh, the supply ship ship that went out and uh and now the uh the three bad guys meet at the end of the episode and realize they got to take Ahsoka out which uh which uh what's his face uh fake uh fake Gollum what's his name again Balin Ray Baylor Balin Balin's like yeah it's a shame she's 
it's a shame to have to waste her talents, basically. Uh, my only pick in this was, at points in episode two, the dialogue was very, like, there was, there was a lot, like, the pauses were, like, one or two beats too long in between Ahsoka and Sabine and some others, where the, it it felt unnatural. It was a little bit weird, the dialogue. Couple, I thought it was, few, I, few, I don't know. A few too I, many I, pregnant pauses. A little bit too many pregnant pauses. And I couldn't tell if that was the acting or the directing, but it kind of felt like the acting. And I was just like, eh, you guys feel like you're, it may have been the editing. I don't know what it was. Anyway, that was that was my only nitpick. Okay. Um. So, so now we're off for the race race to Thrawn. Case what? So what? What was your overall vibe of the first two episodes? As a big so, as a big Ahsoka fan, you've been waiting for this more than the most. The, yeah. No. And this is when they announced that this series was happening like three years ago or whatever it was. I mean, it feels like three years ago at this point. But this is the one that I've I've been. So yeah, it's circled on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, and I've just been like just counting the days down until this was finally like on the screen in front of me, and it, it to me it's lived up to the hype. Like they're doing it's sure there's only two episodes in so far. There's still six more to go, but they're doing it justice. They're doing it, and in fact, I wouldn't you know think that they've flown. Either. I mean, this is. Ahsoka came out of like just a sketch. It was one of the first sketches that Filoni ever did. So he's like intimately caring about this character. Like he's mm-hmm. watched this character. He's created this character. This is his baby. So no, he's going to do it. He's going to do it right and do it justice. And, and I think they're doing that so far. I like, I posted this like on my Facebook page or whatever, but I'm like, I was literally like shaking throughout the whole like hour and a half of of content that that was in front of me like like just so giddy and happy and just i I was waiting for you to bring that up because you saw me case when it when it was crawford spence we watched it together (laughs) yeah 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 was 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 it like that or like more were you this this is probably like the happiest i have been watching like anything star wars like wow. these, like I can't emphasize oh. enough, like how much. And I get, like I know it sounds ridiculous that these cartoons or whatever, but like the cartoons are just like they're so good, and like the storytelling that that Filoni, like especially like through the Rebels like season or the the four seasons or whatever of uh, of Rebels is just it's just so it's so good and does so much for that whole like I. It, I've been on on with you guys plenty of times and everything, and I'm like completely just shit all over like the prequels. Like the amount of lift that those two animated series do to make me actually care about that timeline and care about anything that's happening in those prequels. It like the, those animated series do more for me for that timeline than any of those three movies do, or even the summation of those three movies, and seeing these now these characters go from animated and pop on the screen in real life like in a live action setting just for me like like it's almost like like Filoni's giving that crew or that that group of fans that have been so loyal 
to him and to those to those cartoons it's sort of like this almost feels like a gift like directly like to us and it fits in the timeline it's it's they're doing like they're doing well with the storyline so far but just it, like I'm, I can't even like put it into words like just how happy and how giddy I am about this and I was I went into these going like please please don't ruin everything that I've built up in my head <laughs> about like about these characters and like please do this right and just having that blind faith to be like okay he did four seasons of this he's he had his hand in, in Clone Wars and everything too he's done Mando like there's I have no reason to not believe that this is going to be to the level that it should be right and i feel like so far they've exceeded the level and that that to me is like that's why i'm just kind of like is it tuesday yet like i'm ready for episode three. Oh yeah big time big time um so is this have they is this is this just going to be one season do, do we know so as far as i know i think it is only one but then they're also working on it's this show, it's Mando, it's Book of Boba Fett, like all three of them are in that same time period. They're all kind of like happening around the same time. And then they're going to release like a I think it's a a a movie that's going to be in theaters maybe around this time this. period. Yeah, that's going to button up like all three of these. Huh. So, I, that I had not heard. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So putting it putting the work the work in quotes or and watching all of these these, you know, three shows that's why you're kind of seeing like the crossovers and like book of Boba Fett was like Mando season 2.5 or whatever. But they're doing all this stuff to kind of like build up to what will be like a culmination movie that puts a bow on the whole thing. And so we're going to see these characters for at least a couple more years. Oh man. How dark would it be if like that movie ends with like the first order rising, just killing Mando Ahsoka (laughs) Grogu, yeah. man, like they all just get slaughtered. Like it's Order seventy seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, you know, I, 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 lo- I love it when one hundred and thirty two. I love it when uh, I love it when movies go dark. Oh man, because I mean none of these people are in the in the in the episodes seven, well, eight, nine. So, so I mean it's not they, unreasonable to think like oh maybe they are. The this crew is so which crew. The, the crew that we're watching right now, like Hera, like that, the so their ship, you've only seen one of their ships right now, which is like the um, the Phantom, which is that little tiny one that, that Hera and Chopper were, were flying around in in this episode. Okay. That actually connects to a larger ship called the Ghost. The Ghost was at the Battle of Exegol at the end of Episode Nine, So at least Hera likely... Um, did not die or won't die. Well, I mean, listen. It's, I mean, it's the ship. I mean, the, the Millennium Falcon's been been around for like ninety years. Doesn't mean you know Han Solo is still captaining it. You know, but I'm just saying. She, so like Ahsoka, Grogu, and Mando are not in those three episodes. So it no, wouldn't be not. it wouldn't be out of the question that they just went completely batshit crazy and had them all die. It's it's possible. Yeah. I will I will be like an emotional wreck. Oh my if, god, we got we got we'd have to we'd have to get like a live video <laughs> of you if like Ahsoka just like gets her two like little wing wing thingies clipped off and like throw and like what do you call it like Kyle like, teenage Kylo Ren is just like hanging him up in his bedroom <laughs> over his like bed over his like bedpost oh, as trophies. I mean, going going back no, like the, a couple of it's years, like, like it's we... like hunters that have like antlers up on their yeah walls yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> 
like we we talked like around like the first I think it was like the end of the first season of Mando or something and I said like it can only end one of two ways you know either either Mando or like either Grogu kind of like isn't a Jedi which that seems to be the path they're going with because they wouldn't there's no way they would ever do this but I was like or the other one is that he's at like you know Luke's like daycare for for young Jedi or something right so I, like clearly it doesn't seem to be going that direction yeah he's already he already, to, yeah, he already it'd be implausible that he would survive two uh two hostile takeovers right <laughs> yeah. he just has like flashbacks to you know, to the jedi temple yeah, exactly. and coruscant again yeah. like oh god yeah um save me Jar Jar so Hanks. assuming it's only one Jar Jar is a sith he's not saving grogu yeah but the guy that saved grogu is Jar Jar like, the jedi that it's the, it, act yeah, guy, it's the it, actor that played him yeah. Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, assu- so assuming it is only one season, how do you how do you think this plays out the next six episodes? I mean it it's gotta it's gotta tee up, and we're gonna end up, like eventually see Thrawn. I'm hoping that we end up, that they didn't just build this whole thing up and be like, oh, like Ezra, let's go find Ezra, and then find out that like Ezra's dead, because <laughs> that would that would just not really sit well I think um, but it's more of just like what does this mean like what does like how does what I'm interested in is knowing how do we go from okay there's like these whispers that Thrawn's still around and then if Thrawn comes back Thrawn's gonna try and rebuild the Empire and become the new like the new Palpatine or whatever and take over and be be like the big bad in the galaxy again mm. but how do we go from him to Snoke. That's where I'm. I'd hope not. I because because Thrawn's not force sensitive. At least they'd never let that on that he is. He's just like he's just a, a, a dude. Basically, he's a yeah. Dude. But if Palpatine can make all of the clones force sensitive, maybe he could beep boop beep his way in and be like bippity boppity boo I touch you boop on the nose and now you have force powers and maybe he becomes force sensitive to be Snoke I hope not I hope you're wrong well they pull out well Mickey's little, little magic wand from Fantasia and be like bippity boom <laughs> I think Disney it's fan- I think can it's- do what we want. Disney powers, and now you're forced. Yeah, not, not to be a stickler, but I think it's phantasmic. But that's okay. What? I think the show's. Isn't- I think it's phantasmic, isn't it? Well, isn't the no. show at Magic Kingdom phantasmic? Yeah, that's the show. The, yeah, but it's the, based mo- on movie. the movie from 1940 is like Fantasia. Drew. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. I'm 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 in I'm in park mode. <laughs> park mode. Was, you're in it, park but mode. The, but Fantasia was in the in the Great Movie Ride. Yeah, 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 you're right, right. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, you're right. Good thing I'm not a stickler. Like, yeah. all right, all right, all right, <laughs> Not to be a stickler, but... <laughs> Oh, that's funsies. That's funsies. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it'll go that way either. Maybe oh man, maybe Grogu will show up and there's this massive explosion and like Thrawn and Grogu like, like hand to hand combat. They morph they morph together and then become Snoke. That'd be wild. Yeah, I mean the I think like a more end up or what ends up being like the more likely scenario with this is that this ends and there's not really a tie to the First Order. That yeah, I don't think I don't. So I don't you think just. 
Well, don't you feel like they have to wrap up Thrawn's story before they yes. get? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think we're gonna have any First Order nonsense until apparently. I guess this movie now that I didn't even know was a thing. I don't. I don't. I, think, I don't think you'll really start seeing the First Order for another four or five years. Like I almost feel like the First Order bit is gonna be. So like maybe like the how this this all comes to a to an end in the movie is that there's a big battle and they confront Thrawn, and they either kill Thrawn or capture him or whatever. Like Thrawn ends there, and then credits roll, and then maybe we get something like as a callback because there's a, there's going to be a standalone movie that Ray is getting. I saw that, but that takes yeah, place after nine. It does. But I'm wondering if maybe they'll just do like a flashback or something within it to kind of show like, oh yeah, like here's how Snoke became. Well, I feel yeah, I feel know. like if there's if there's ever if there's ever a that's so Disney series to make, it'd be like the backstory of Snoke and how how what how this guy how this guy came came to be so that his uh, completely unnecessary existence in seven eight seven and eight. And his completely useless death after trying to build this dude up, uh, like that would be the way to make up for it. I thought you were gonna say we get uh, credits fade to black, and then all of a sudden Robert Downey Jr. is eating shawarma. Is what I thought you were going. <laughs> one of the, one of the, one of the best one of the best post credit scenes of all time. It is. I mean the the only the more I'm thinking about it now, like maybe maybe how they tie it together, like if. If Thrawn, if Thrawn knows that Palpatine is alive, and Thrawn is maybe trying to like resurrect the Empire, and starts to go down like the road of hiring the people to start the cloning, like he's the one that hires the Doctor that we see in like the first episode of Mando, like that the like he has like Thrawn's fingers might be in that hmm. like maybe he's maybe he's like the connector between the end of like you know at the original like episode six like the like end of like return of the jedi he's the guy that's sort of like that interim until palpatine like creates snoke and snoke does what snoke does and turns kylo and then you know we see seven eight and nine happen yeah, I don't know. But either way, um you know, I think let's uh let's put a bow on this. Uh you know, we got how many episodes is is this going to be? 6 or 8? Eight? 8. So eight. we got 6 to go. 6 weeks. We got 6 to go, okay. Okay, six so we'll bring you for, we'll bring you back word. on uh for for end of Ahsoka. Um and October, so any, I guess October 10th is the finale. Yeah, do you have and I, any, any I'll, be parting in, I'll be in Disney like two days later. Oh, wow. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That's sexy. Wait, is that the I, – I thought the marathon was in January. It is. Like, we're we're going down because, uh, like, Aaron just turned – or turned 40 in March. Okay. And wants to do just, like, a, a mommy and daddy getaway for, like, four days trip. So Gotcha. Really okay. Leave, Spoiler alert, kiddo. We're leaving you here for a couple of days. Nice. <laughs> Just nice. going down to the parks to have some fun. Sweet. So. Nice. Any parting thoughts? Uh, 
I don't have any. I hope that uh, I just hope that we we get some some more uh, killer music and killer lightsaber uh, fight scenes. My, yeah, I mean, mine. I just I I'm interested if this is the last we see of Ahsoka. Uh, I I feel like they wouldn't do just one season. Um, but did they indicate if they were leaning one or or more seasons? Case, do you know? I I have not heard of anything about a second, but okay. Admittedly, I, my my brain has just been like, we're getting an Ahsoka show, we're getting an Ahsoka show. Like I haven't been trying yeah, to be yeah. like. Too I mean, well, about with all it. with all <laughs> things, like if the if the numbers are off the charts, like they'll they'll do another season. I I guess my my only thing is that just continuing on the vibe I picked up initially. I I really like. There's there's so much you know good versus evil black and white and you know the characters meander their way through at, through that this is really the only character who is just has that like emo angsty arc who is definitely a good guy but just kind of has that tension and just that um, un, uh, just unfulfilled. It's 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 really the only character who's who ends unfulfilled, and I just want them to lean into that hard and just really give you give the character an ending that doesn't bring closure. I guess, and it's just like, uh, like this character was meant for so much more and they just got marginalized and i think i don't know i think that would be very unique to the star wars story so i'm, I'm kind of rooting for that actually and that might make casey sad so sorry if it does <laughs> when that, i mean you that that you just uh you just described 80 percent of the characters in episode seven eight nine <laughs> no no they all had conclusions <laughs> Did they? Finn, the, the guy who, uh, Poe, like these people, did they? No, well, they, no, they became irrelevant. That's to, that's totally different. No, you, nobody connects with Poe. Like, it just doesn't, like, nobody cares. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, whereas Ahsoka, you definitely, uh, everybody connects with Ahsoka. It's like the, the, the outsider who wanted to desperately be on the insider for good, who was just went unseen, unnoticed, and just kind of kept at arm's length, and was you know their their true abilities went unrecognized. It was just like that's that's everybody at some point in their life feels that way. So, um, yeah, no, screw Poe, Finn. Nobody cares about those people. All right, hey man, I'm just you know just slinging facts, Casey. Final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I think the the first two were were a great kickoff to the show. Um, they've already confirmed like some other characters that we've known from from the cartoons are are coming back. Um, so get ready to the oh, why am I blanking on his name right now? The guy that plays Boba. Um, damn it. The place who? Boba Fett. Boba Fett's gonna be in this. He won't be, but the um, the guy that plays him is. 
The guy that Team, plays uh, Boba Tamara Fett. Mor Morrison? Tamara Morrison, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The guy who plays Boba Fett, who you mm -hmm. see all the time with his helmet off, is going to be another character in this show. Yes, because Boba Fett's a clone. Gotcha. That so makes, we're going to see. So then that makes sense. Because okay. he, he, he was also Jango Fett in the Correct. in the prequels. Fair, you, you, you just you just pooped on me. It's okay. That's you're right. <laughs> Right. So we're gonna see him be one of he's like he's one of the clone commanders anyway. So when Rex when Rex shows up, I'm gonna be like an emotional wreck too. Um, but we'll get to that in the in another episode anyway. So definitely looking forward to that happening, and then just seeing more. Um, I hope everybody falls in love with Chopper as much as as much as I have over the years of watching the cartoons. Um, he's just like a little asshole droid, and he's got one of the highest kill counts of anybody in the entire franchise. So <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to and we got like a little glimpse of it in this episode. So just definitely looking forward to seeing what more antics he can he can bring. Sweet, love it. Here for it. Don't hate it. All right, boys. Well, this was a good episode. Um, Drew with the with the mic drop of the century, saying Padme needed a back to tank. <laughs> the tech just wasn't there. <laughs> All right, Casey, Drew. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Watch out for all those stone eights and stone tens. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.